This is Pastor Tanyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been able to come to my peer view that we have a new season coming up, not just a new month. And I know November is um, fastly. We only have one more if you're in the state. You Today is the 30th. But here it is also the 30th and it's about to be the 31st. But it was not just a month. It's just something like just different. You know what I mean? It's like something is new in the air. And I will honestly say that God wanted me to um, speak about it. And it was talking about just there is a new season. And I'm not saying it's something that we haven't um, just like experienced before. And it's like, God is going to do more things and revival is still in the land. And God is going to have to start giving and raising up more and more of this generation before he comes. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's like fresh honeydew after the rain. And I don't know about you because I'm a Southern I'm a Southern girl. So for me, after it's like a hard, you know, thunderstorms, lightning, you know, big mama used to say, hey, go sit down somewhere. God is talking and you need to listen. And we used to go in the various corners and it was just a specific spot I used to be at and I was able to fit. And I would sit there and I would hear the rain and, you know, the thundering, the lightning, you know, it was scary, but also the rain was just so like, just mesmerizing, just so relaxing and just so healing about the whole entire process. By the time that it was almost done, you know, my grandmother used to wake us up, say, hey, you know, get up, you know, the rain and the thundering has stopped. And, you know, it was just like, as soon as you open up a window or the door, it smells so good. And it's just like, just like I would say honeydew. And it was just like, it's not, it's something crisp about it. Just, just so, just so, so, so comforting and so joyous and also so much peace behind after the storm. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, I've been walking a lot lately and God has been taking me a little bit more where I'm leaving the car and I'm just walking and, you know, having gathering my thoughts and I'm trying my best to kind of think of all the things I have to do for the day, but also trying to, you know, scratch some things off my list. Amen. And one of the things that I really like to do now is I like to walk a whole lot more. I used to love to run and I'm getting to that point where I can run a whole lot more. But it was just the fact that putting one foot after the other, it was just, you know, my time with God was just precious. In that moment, I can talk to him in my thoughts and in, in my conversations with him. And I didn't have to worry about anybody else. I just had to. It was just me and him. And now it's like I start sensing like a whole lot more of new uh, seasons coming. 
uh, revival and, you know, winning seasons and all of these different things are starting to start come around in the body of Christ. But it was just that I was so grateful that as a person, so many different things go on and we we don't get that time where we can just give God the praise and the glory. Even if it's just for, you know, get up or a little bit more earlier to go to work or try your best to kind of, you know, gather up your thoughts in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever you can just to sit there and talk to him. And usually it's in the morning and it's the best time just to sit there and talk to him about the day or how you feel or sometimes just, you know, even during the night, too. But it's just something about connecting with God that makes it a whole lot easier for you to conquer some things, conquer, you know, finances, conquer, you know, marriage or being single, conquer friendships or family members and just different aspects in your life. And, you know, now I'm getting into where my studies are telling me about, hey, you know, you have to have 100% on everything, but some things are going to have to go down or do you balance it out or what have you. And I was looking at it and I was like, some of the (laughs) concepts were conflicting because I would say, you know, community, they consider what, you know, your religious uh, affiliation, what have you, but also the self. And I had to be truthful and honest and say, hey, you know, I, I, I have myself as priority sometimes because usually like Sundays or Saturdays, I try my best to do something just for me, just to give back to this body because this body is something that God said, hey, this is my temple and I need to take care of it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you and forthright that, you know, I've been through some things and this temple and this body has not been um, the priority that it used to be. So I'm trying to make it more so walking and trying to get back into shape and trying to eat better for myself and for my temple. But it's just, you know, trying to be able to kind of give myself, you know, God loves me, but I need to start loving myself like I used to. I'm going to say that like I mean it. God loves me, but sometimes we as human beings, we talk down to ourselves. We don't give ourselves the time and the and the and the necessity that we need for us to grow and maintain and do what God says do. So, I wanted to start going back a little bit more and start, you know, sitting here and speaking more of life to myself. And yes, that might be, you know, a form of revival where, you know, we're going to go and we're going to go into the house of God and we're going to worship and everything else. But I I wanted to do some self-evaluation first. How about that? I don't know about everybody else, but for me, before I even think about those type of things, I want to be able to kind of self-evaluate myself. Because I would catch myself, hey, was I, you know, did I forgive this person really? Or do I need to go back and say, hey, God, you know, let me review my my records of myself. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I hear 
like different testimonies of people dying and, you know, hearing different things and doing this. And I have to self-evaluate myself and I got to be able to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm lacking. I know I'm a human being, but I don't want to use that as an excuse. And I want to be able to sit there and say, look, you know, do I love this person more? Do I, you know, and I and I have to honestly, like, you know, evaluate my, my relationship with God, with my husband, with, with my children, um, with my friends, my family. I had to do all of that. And then at the same time, you know, I have to honestly and be honest with you, um, just having that time to evaluate and know who's who, who's for me, who's against me. And just know that God is, you know, he's the one that's going to sort it out. You don't have to worry about, hey, God, go get them. And, you know, oh, vengeance is yours. No, God is God. And he says, look, vengeance is mine. You do what you need to do and make sure that you are doing what you have to do in my house. Amen. But I was like, you know, there is a season and a time for everything. And I know we, you know, we quote that so much, but I wanted to go to Ecclesiastics. And it says Ecclesiastics, the third chapter, and it's first through the 22nd verse. But this one I want to read. And it says, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time of brace, time to embrace, and a time to refrain from bracing, embracing, excuse me. I want to, you know, say this, is that there is a time, and I'm you know, every season is something new. And I have been trying to, you know, we all have our own personal goals we want to do. And I'm grateful and thankful that one of my personal goals is being able to get healthier back to where I used to be. And it has been a struggle. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and hold you on that. But I'm, I'm seeing little just little, little bits of me coming back forward and going back and walking and running and, you know, just having times where I'm able to sit there and my thoughts are able to go and talk to God. And then at the same time, if my thoughts are not the way it should be, God was, you know, the Holy Spirit would come back and say, hey, wait a minute, hold up, come on back. And I would have to, you know, cast that down and, you know, apologize and then, you know, go from there. But it's just like, I feel the momentum of revival and I feel the momentum of winning seasons coming. And I feel the momentum of God and just that, you know, getting up in the middle of all the, all the winds and all the thunderstorms and the hills and the storms that we go through. And then, just being able to just dance, just to be able to just give God the praise and the glory through it all and to have the victories wherewith, 
you know, sometimes we don't even get to see yet and just have that moment where we're just praising God for what he's going to do. And I loved when Joshua, and I keep going back to Joshua, but when he walked around Jericho, and I love how he walked around Jericho, and when he walked around Jericho, and they were just, you know, quiet, and they were so, you know, had that ridiculous faith that God was just going to do it. That, you know, people can murmur about them and talk bad about them, but they walk faithfully around Jericho and was silent until the moment that God said to speak. And I thought about that today. And I thought about how Joshua and Caleb had that ridiculous type of faith. And I remember when I had that ridiculous type of faith. And I don't know about you. But I remember when, you know, God said, whatever you say that's going to happen, it's going to happen because I see that you have been faithful to me. And while you're being faithful to me, you know, I'm just going to grant you whatever you say that comes out of your mouth because you've been faithful and I know your heart. That to me, I mean, that ridiculous type of faith. I mean, that outrageous, like outlandish, like you see, like, you know, you got the blinders on, like you just know for without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to bring you through it. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to have that, that ridiculous type of faith. I want to just know that I know no matter what the enemy throws at me. I can honestly sit there and smile at the whole entire thing, knowing that God is going to take care of me, knowing that he's going to be able to bring me through it, knowing that all the time that I've been sitting here, the whole entire time that my whole entire time of me having a relationship with him is not in vain, that Everything that I go through is going to work out no matter what, because I have him in me and he's in, he's, he's with me and I have the Holy Spirit and I have the angels, but it's just, I have a relationship with him. And it's like, you know, how you can honestly, as a kid, you know, and I never had this, um, to happen to me before, but. I would look at my daughters when they were little and they would call my husband and, um, you know, yeah, Poppy. And he would say, huh, not huh, but yes, yes, miha. And they would have like deep conversations. Man, I'm going to cry. And it was like, that's how God is with us. It's like, we can go and talk to him and he doesn't say, huh? He just says, my child, I'm listening. It's that type of relationship that when you call on him, he is open and honest to answer you. And like I said, I never had, I did not have my father in my life, but I had my grandfather. And the best part of Big Daddy was when I can call his name and he would say, Tan, I hear you. I am coming. 
don't you know that is the part that I miss the most because he is no longer here and I can't just call him up and tell him how I feel but I can call God up through prayer or just simple conversations and say God I need or God I thank you and he's listening and he's like child I understand and I know and I don't take that from granted it just it touches me because I don't have to have a dollar to my name I don't have to be some type of big person God knows me where I'm at and he knows me from the beginning to the end and I don't know how people you know miss that part but I'll just like when even when I'm just cleaning a house and I would sit there and I would tell him how I feel and he would sit there he would listen and then you know give me feedback or conversation with me and it's the fact that I just know that I'm loved and I don't have to go to anyone else to feel that and I am learning that my children that how they felt when my husband called them is the same way I felt when my grandfather answered me and then I it's like 10 times as much when God calls you or you or he answers you. So to me, it's like a new season. It's like a fresh thing that I don't know how to explain it all. But it's like I know now more than ever, I have to get back to the tunnel vision. I have to get back to, you know, whatever opinion I, you know, heard. But I want to be able to get back to where I believe God no matter what. And I believe God that, you know, everything that I have, you know, set there and I lost, God's going to give it back to me and he's going to give it back to me tenfold. And that it's just a humbling and um, a gracious understanding that it's a peace that nobody really can understand unless you are in God. Let me say that one more time. It's a humbling and it's a, a motivating and very peaceful in my heart of who God is. Because before I get to revival, before I, you know, get in a place where I know that God is, I need to be able to, for myself, talk to myself and know that, look, I have to speak those things as not as though they were. I have to speak life into my situation. And also at the same exact time, I have to find time to know who God is, to dig deeper into his word, to to just give him time and know that he has been the focal point of my whole entire existence. 
and nobody else can top that. And I mean, I just, I feel like more revival is coming. I feel like God is opening up more doors that hopefully I pray that more countries are going to come in. The ones that, you know, have not accepted God and they're going to start accepting him and want to give more and more of their people to learn and understand and know who God is. I pray that North Korea and China and all these different places where God is restricted, that he goes in and he's able to infiltrate it and get more and more followers to know who God is, give people opportunities to know who he is, to, you know, just go and, and, and blow the roofs off of the whole entire ideology of what a Christian is and to know who God is for yourself. And I mean, I, I feel as though this new season, God is going to open up so many more doors for wealth, for us as believers to go in and give back to the people and to be able to distribute the Bibles and go in and preach and teach and, and, and give revival and, and give instructions and, you know, give us the time that we need for the people to know who God is. And it's going to be like never before. And that God is going to be able to, you know, excel, exceed so many different expectations of what God is going to do that we are not, we're, it's not going to be fathomable to what we're going to be encountering because God is going to come through. I mean, demons are going to be cast out. People are going to be healed. It's going to be anointings after anointings and People are going to just, I mean, honestly, it's its just going to be huge. And I believe that corporations are going to be made from believers that's going to help other believers. And we're going to be able to have, you know, the food we need. And we're going to have places for people to, to lay their heads and rest. And I mean, I believe, I believe that God is just, he's, he's getting us ready. And we need to be more obedient. We need to be more in tune with him. And we need to do what he says do. Amen. I Like I said, I mean, it's a new season. So God can do, you know, everything that he needs to do. But I'm telling you, I feel like, you know, Caleb and I feel like Joshua, we're going to take the land. And we God's giving us the land, so we're going to take it. And I believe that God is going to be able to come in and, and take over a whole lot of the things that we thought he wasn't. But God's going to blow our minds. I mean, because of the faithfulness of the ones that have been doing what God says do, he's going to put them in charge of so many different things. And then at the same exact time, because of the obedience, God's going to be able to bless it and take care of us. Even if the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord's lift up the standard. God's going to lift up a standard. And I mean, it's going to be huge. I I don't know about you, but I, I firmly believe that God is going to be able to manifest. He's already been manifesting. And with everything that's going on, Trust and believe God. 
Don't worry about the TV. Don't worry about the news. You need to trust God. Don't worry about, like I said, put blinders on. You can't turn to the left nor to the right. You have to keep going forward. Got to keep doing what God says. Do amen. I I will say this also. Never underestimate what God has been able to do. He is calling for us to do more. So never underestimate what God is trying to for you to do. So even if God has you in times of just isolation or he's put you where he wants to just, you know, sit there and talk to you, give him time. You are not so busy. And I'm going to say this for myself, too. I don't want to get so busy that I don't hear from him, that I that he doesn't even want to talk to me, that he doesn't even want to call me and just for me to him to talk. I mean, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to sit there and say, God, I thank you so much for, you know, just spending time with me. He didn't have to, but, you know, he did. So to me, it's like every time I feel as though God is always with me and I'm grateful and thankful for that. And I, you should feel the same way also, especially as a believer. Now, if you're not a believer, please go to Romans 10th chapter 9 through the 13th verse and to sincerely ask for forgiveness and also ask for Jesus to come into your heart and confess your sins. And also at the same exact time, there is no particular person is no Greek nor Jew, uh, nor anyone else. So we need to start realizing that God has caused us because if we forgive, we ask for forgiveness, God comes in, he changes our hearts and our minds. God renews us daily if we ask for it. He changes your perspective. He doesn't want you with the same friends and family and and, and how you dress and how you are and your mindset doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to know no matter what you go through, he's still with you until the end of the earth. So to me personally, it just makes it even more, you know, effective when I read it, that every time there's a season and there's a time that God always, always thinks about us, even with, you know, 365 days, he still thinks about us. Even when we're not even with God, he still thinks about us. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When we were sinners, God still thought about us and he gave us time. Now, I'm going to say this. It's just, you know, to me, it's so much of a disheartening, you know, situations because you hear, you know, people especially children dying at such a young age and they don't do anything about it until it hits their, their environment or their area. That's when certain people want to act or they want to, you know, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? But it was like, to me personally, I had to, to cut off the TV. I had to sometimes just, you know, because I would cry. I mean, that's a soul. 
That's somebody's child. That's an innocent child that was taken from their parents or, you know, from the mom or the dad or just, you know, done wrong. And at the same exact time, you know, it's like, I don't know where the human compassion went. I don't know where the empathy went. For us as human beings, when things happen to anyone else, we should show compassion. We should be able to be, you know, have empathy. But it it just seems like, like I told myself a while back, it's like, you know, society has waxed cold. Their whole entire, you know, situation or feelings is not even human. They would, you know, and I love my, my pet. I love my me. But what I'm saying is that people value their pets more over than a human being. And to me, that's just, wow. I remember when I was growing up and I grew up in the South. I grew up in Alabama. And I would have my grandparents, you know, mixed couple. And they would have, you know, um, another nationality living across the street. And down the way and everything else. But it it was like if something happened to us, we knew we can be able to call upon these people. And it didn't matter whatever, you know, time of day they were able to take us to the hospital or anything like that. If my grandparents weren't home. And I'm like, now there is no sense of a community anymore. It's like people don't know each other as, uh, you know, your neighbor. And I remember when I was growing up, how the community, whether you liked each other or not, if something happened to one, you know, you would go and, you know, give your condolences if someone passed or if something happened, you would always, you know, say, you know, I'm sorry or what have you. Um, but it, you know, now more than ever, people don't have any human compassion, no sympathy, no empathy, no, you know, my condolences, my, 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 my heart's with you, nothing. And you're starting to start seeing a whole lot more darkness and that's the way that it will be. And it shall be before the son of man comes. So I want to tell you that even if this is a new season, and I still believe it's it's more to this new season, don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Don't think that God has, you know, abandoned us or, or taken a time out. No, I firmly believe that God and his infinite wisdom, he is still looking out for us. And to be honest with you, it's just, we're not used to all of the calamity. We're not used to all of this, but because we have taken prayer out of schools, we have taken prayer out of universities. We have taken God out of our government, which he was the cornerstone and he still is for us and Israel. It just, I know to me, it's a lot, but it is what certain people would say it just, that's how it is. It's, I'm sorry. You can't write God out of the constitution. You can't write God out of, you know, all our, our fundamentals. 
all of what we have. And, you know, God bless America. Yes, but we need to start blessing God more. We need to start sitting there and giving God and telling him, thank you, Lord. Not just for the little, I'm talking about for everything. Lord, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything you have given us. For the clothes, for the breath, and I mean, even for my two eyes, for the clothes on my back and the shoes on my feet and just the place to lay my head down. I mean, in, in warmth and food and I mean, it. oh man, y'all don't hear me though. Certain, and, and that's one thing too, is that um, I was talking to a, a, a another mom and um, I was celebrating um, Salmi's uh, birthday party this weekend and we were talking about how in um where she was uh stationed before previously there was a homeless uh population and her daughter was saying hey mom you know they're homeless but she said you know that don't look down on them because we've been there too and I said yes I've I've been there I've I've been there also and she said, it's nothing to be ashamed about, but it's the fact that when you're at your lowest, that's when the lessons start happening. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When you have lost everything and you don't know where to go and some for some homeless people, they don't have any type of shelter stability and for some they have lost their mental uh capacity to live or understand or comprehend because some of them have went lost their family members some of them have prominent houses and you know prominent car all that but you know when they had one incident where a, a young uh I would say young lady cuz to me she she looked really still young but she lost her daughter and she was very prominent she had a really house really nice successful all of this but and the woman could sing I mean she can sing but because she lost her daughter in a tragic accident she could not stabilize herself in order for her to go to work for another day she really couldn't you know get over or not get over, but the pain and the turmoil and the hurt that she felt when she lost her daughter. But when I sat there, and I tell you, I was in the back seat, um, coming back from um, trying to see about getting a position, and we had my daughter with me, and we had both of our daughters with us, and it was me and my husband and, and my two kids at the time. And I was listening to how she was just singing. And I mean, she's singing it. I think she's singing, and I don't remember. Um, but I thought she said it as well with my soul. And I thought, man, that is a good song to sing. And I sat back and I cried because the way she was singing it, it brought tears to my eyes because this woman, even though she was mentally hurt and she would, every time we would see her, she would smile. How you doing, honey? How you, how you feeling? 
But, you know, later on when I heard from someone else what she lost, and she would still smile, but when she got off the bus, she felt I felt like an emptiness swept over her. Because she would go to, you know, go to wherever she needed to go for assistance that day and then get back on the bus with us to go back to where she considered home. And she's still hurt, still, still, you know, had that part where, you know, you needed to heal from. And when she's saying the song or every time she was singing, it would give me a glimpse of hope that this bus ride and these different things that me and my children and my husband were going through wasn't going to last all the time. We just had to keep going and know that this was just going to be for a period. And I don't know if this for anyone, but whatever you're going through, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's the loss of a child, uh, a job, whether it is trying to find employment or, you know, a lot, you know, transportation or, you know, your family as a, as a, as a, as a whole is going through something or, you know, lack of funds as far as money, monetary, what have you, or just food in the home and, Things are seem like, you know, mentally certain things are hurting you, whereas you're trying your best to pull it through and, and pull it together. I would say go to God and he'll take care of it. And I'm going to tell you from my experience, he never let us go hungry. It's been the times where, you know, I felt like, man, like, God, you let us come here and then I had to be able to sit there and say, you know what? I had to appreciate those moments because it helped me to learn how to have when I had and learn when I didn't have to be grateful and thankful when I didn't have. And I understood a little bit more of what Paul was saying because Paul used to be before Saul a tent maker. So, he would have, you know, sometimes being able to have sometimes uh, go to someone's home, which is another, you know, believer and food and everything. But when they threw him into the jails and house rents and everything else, he would be writing letters to all these different churches, encouraging them, even while he was still in prison, even when he was in house arrest, he still maintain what God was saying to him. So I'm telling you is that even at the worst times, even through all the storms and the rain and, and the hail and, you know, all these different situations going on in your home, God is still there and he still wants you to know you can make it. You can keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't don't throw in the towel before he comes through. I'm going to say that one more time. Don't sit there and quit and stop before he comes through. 
before he comes in and he makes things right for you, before he can be able to sit there and reward you for all the different things that you have been through. Don't stop. Keep going. It's not going to always be easy. Trust me. I have lost a lot of different things during that time. But I kept going because I didn't want my children. I didn't want my husband. I didn't want us, all of us, to remain in that situation or in that state just because someone else said it was supposed to be so. No. And and through all of that, you know, I learned who was who. I learned who was my friend and who wasn't. I, I've I've learned so many different things. And some sometimes I had to be able to stop and say, okay, God, I gotta go right instead of left. And and I can't sit here and I can't conversate with this person anymore because this person isn't of you, God, but I still speak to them. And and that's the thing is that I had I'm starting to move more in my discernment in this season. I had to learn how to sit there and just say something to someone or and be careful of what I say, be tactful for what I say, because that might not be for them. That might be for me. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Certain times I had to sit there and say, okay, this is what I need for myself. This is what I, I need to tell myself and you know, in conversations, sometimes you have to hold back in a conversation. Sometimes you need to sit there and say, you know what? I don't need that in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't need to have this type of individual or this type of conversation or, or when I'm out here, I'm trying to be able to better myself and not hurt myself. So in that retrospect, my conversations, my my whole entire outlook has to be a different way than what it is right now, than what it was when I was out there in the world. My conversation is not about someone else, but it's only about, well, it's about, it's not about a someone, it's about God. <laughs> Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. My conversation is holy and acceptable and it's not garbage. Let me say that one more time too. It's just your conversations changes when you're with God and your conversation changes when you're with the persons that are your friends that are supposed to be of God. And they're the ones that's sitting here and telling you what does says the Lord. Your conversation is totally different because you don't want to sit there and dwell on all of these different things. You don't want to sit there and dwell on, you know, the things that are not of God. Now, conversation-wise with people I grew up with, yes, and I will sit there and say, you know what, I, I'm I'm thankful and grateful and blessed that when they succeed, because then I feel like I succeeded. When I feel as though they have grown from where they're at and they have excelled, and I feel as though that's a blessing. There's There's so much more that they could have been out there doing, but they were able to be successful in what God has given them. And that's a blessing. That to me is awesome. That's a win-win. And then at the same exact time, I'm thankful and grateful that God had been able to put his hands on them and also take care of them. That's a blessing also to see them. So to me, 
I would like to be able to sit there and say, hey, God, when they see me, I want them to say the same thing and not have me lacking on anything. But also at the same exact time for me to be able to be happy and thankful and grateful that he has been able to take care of me that he has been able to help me to grow and learn and who I am and not take it for granted. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You grow out of people, but you also, you take the lessons that you learn from that person or that individual or that situation and it grows with you. And everybody is not always going to be meant for you to go into a different door or a different season. I had to learn that too. I can't take everybody with me because at the same exact time, when they're not meant for me to go with me and I'm still trying to tug them along with me and they might have things that, you know, their intentions might've been wrong or the way that they think or the way that they assume I am, can influence or affect what God has given me, God has to sit there and say, you know what? I have to make it uneasy or uncomfortable for you to have this person to stay in your life for a reason. I'm going to say that one more time. God makes people, he moves them out of your life. He moves them into your life in order for you to have lessons. And then he moves them right back out. Because you've learned a lesson, now you absorb it, you love them, you forgive them, and you also learn what happened. And then you move from there. Not to hold it, take a grudge, be bitter, envious, jealous. Nope. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't do it. It's for you to grow, learn, understand, and do it the way that God has told you to do. And then go from there. And that's maturity. I've had, you know, people know when you have the grace and the understanding of, and I've learned that too now more than ever, that, you know, I don't mind helping people. But at the same time, I have to sincerely start learning no is a no and be grateful for them also. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Sometimes you need to understand before you can go into revival or doing what God says do, self-analyze yourself. Start making sure some no's are no and let your yes be yes. It's just simple. Sometimes you need to stop and really consider what you are doing especially when it's your emotions in, intact or is if it's going everywhere. I, I'm learning that everybody doesn't get my attention. Everybody doesn't supposed to be able to, shouldn't have to pull me here and there. It should be more of just who God is and not from anyone else. I need to be able to be rooted and grounded in God and having the whole armor of God on at this time. So, yes, I know revival is coming. I know all of these different things, churches, you know, are going to be packed. You know, people are going to be anointed and they're going to have more baptisms. But I'm telling you, 
be self-aware of what's going on, especially if you're in it and you need to make sure you are doing what God says do, that yourself is clean before you get into anything that God has told you to do. You need to do some self-analyzing. You need to have some open heart surgery, brain surgery. I mean, body, even you, just your who you are and have God to sit there and reveal you who you are. I mean, the true you and are am I doing good, God? You know, he would remind me of things that I did not do or, or did do. And I have to repent for those things. I mean, but I'm just saying still be positive, still do what God says do. But make sure you have that time with him to talk to him one-on-one about you. Because you don't want to miss the mark on anything. Not unforgiveness, not, you know, jealousy, envy, strife, nothing. You don't want to miss any of it. Because you've been sitting here and you've been doing what you want to do. Now, I don't know about you. But I'm ready for this new season is I don't want to be I don't want to be the same old me. I want to do something different. I want to keep doing what God says do no matter what. And I and that's why I said I, I've been walking a whole lot more. I've been sitting here honestly and, and some scriptures would pop in my head and just just different things would come up. You know, and just different, you know, concepts and anecdotes and all these different things that God wanted me to sit there and write down and prepare. And I want to be obedient. I want to sit there and just write it down and do what he says do. Because it's getting that time that once again, God is calling and I need to be able to be willing and able to do what he says do. And I'm being honest, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be like, you know, uh, the best part. Because sometimes those are growing pains. You got to get to one type of chapter ending before the next one can begin. And then God says, hey, I need you to stop. And I need you to go a different way. I need you to change in this season before this next season starts. And some people don't realize that, you know, that's how it is when the rain, then the, then the thunder and the lightning comes before you can have the honeydew. And I say honeydew because for me, it's like, it's just sweet. It's just a nice fragrance. It's just, it's just peace and calmness. And it's, it's just to me when I walk right after, I mean, it's that freshness of it. And you can't like, you can't take anything from that. So I, like I said, revival's coming. A whole lot of different things are coming, but I need for us as the body of Christ to start recognizing that and start doing what God says do. And then at the same exact time, giving ourselves time to get in reflection of what we are supposed to be doing, what God has called us to do and, you know, be obedient and wait and do what God says to do.
It's not going to be easy all the time. But we can do it. I believe in you. You believe in me. So, and we believe in God. And that's the most important part, that we believe in him and that we can do what he says do. And through all that we have accomplished thus far, we need to say thank you to God because we didn't do it by ourselves. We put in the work because God believed in us. Now we need to believe in him. It's for the finished product, amen? I don't know about you, but there's a whole lot more that's going to be coming up soon. Yes, we have more woes to go through, but be positive. Be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. Who has? Man, God's son has overcome the world. And we can't do anything but be of good cheer. Just made me feel better about just everything when I talk to him. And then just being able to know that I got the tunnel vision back. And I got some joy back in my step. And just to be able to do what he says do, amen. Doesn't always come easy, I'm telling you. But sometimes we got to self-analyze ourselves. I was, you know, feeling depressed, getting a little bit anxious. But then God was like, nope, let's go walk. Let me let me talk to you right quick. I'm always having to do this or do that. But God sits there and he wants to sit there and he wants to talk to me. Just like he wants to talk to you. Now I'm talking to the believers and unbelievers. God wants to talk to you. Give him a chance. You tried everything else. What's the harm in trying who God is? Amen. And also the same exact time. God loved us way before we even was formed in our mother's womb. He knew us and he knew who we are. He was. And for some of us, we may have gone away from him, but that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Doesn't mean that he doesn't wait for you. So I would say my recommendation is doing what God says, do amen, and going back to him. Now, I'm asking you, enjoy this time, new season, get ready for it. Unpack. You know, get rid of the, all the other stuff before this new season and do away with all the stuff that you've been doing that is not of God. Start getting into a better routine. Start shutting off the phones and the TVs and the computers. Start getting better and, and more educated in your word. Just start. Start having time with God in your prayer closet and Start having time and also too make sure that you um, tomorrow, which is the 31st, go in and go and um, please anoint your homes, anoint your cars, anoint your children and your husbands and, you know, your, your spouse, if you know, husband and wife. And, you know, just anoint yourself too, just to put on the full armor of God. Amen. Because we are dealing with times and we need to be able to have the full armor of God on. Amen. 
And I thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard thus far, please follow and subscribe. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. This show, please leave a five-star rating that we can be able to help to reach out to more people. And if you want to be able to have any questions or comments, please contact me on Facebook at it is written L A T O N Y A U L L O A. Once again, it is Facebook at it is written L A T O N Y A U L L O A. Thank you so much for listening for the ones that have just you know, been able to find me to the ones that's just started to the ones that's been with me for years or stumbled upon me. Thank you for listening. It has been my pleasure and I am still praying for Israel as well as praying for all of us because we have so many things going on, but our focus needs to be on Christ and knowing who he is. Because he's the only reason for the season. He is the only reason we're here. He is the only provider and protector for us. Amen. Because there are so many more things that are coming up. But I'm telling you, we still have the victory. Last time in Revelations, it says we win. The saints of the Most High, we win. So we need to. We need to. Get back on track and do what God says do and be obedient. Amen. Get right before going to revival because we're going to be hitting it hard. And we need everybody to do what God says do. Amen. Which is your description, your occupation, whatever God has showed you to do. We need everybody on board because the harvest is going to be plenty. But the laborers are going to be few. Amen. Kanom simida. Anyon.